Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the SurgeCast, Season 3, Episode 23. We are presented by Premix Hockey, DraftKings, Raycon, and we are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Kat Hunter. And to all you beautiful people who opened your Spotify un- or Spotify wrapped this morning, <laughs> I can't speak English. Uh, to all of you who opened your Spotify wrapped this morning uh, and saw the Surge Cast on your podcast portion of Spotify wrapped, to all of our eight listeners who opened up 32 different <laughs> accounts to be our top <laughs> listeners, thank you so much. We are very grateful. Uh, for all of you for listening to the podcast, for those of you that had us in your top five as well. Thank you. This is to see some of our, uh, some of you guys, some of our followers uh, posting that today, that showing up on our timeline. I just want to say it really warms our hearts, uh, gets us into the holiday spirit, knowing that we, we make that much of an impact and it, it's really cool. So we just wanted to take a second to say thank you to all of you wonderful listeners out there. Uh, we've got something cool planned for you guys, uh, but we're going to wait till the end of the episode to announce what that is. So be sure to listen to the end and stay tuned. Yeah, definitely have to do that. Yeah. So the fine, like the, when you actually look at the numbers, so it was like 228 in the top 10. 143 in the top five, and like Bailey said, 32 people had us first on their podcast, which, I mean, we appreciate that. It's it's so cool to see that. And honestly, too, for the fact that uh, we trended really well in the United States, Canada, oh, and also Finland, and Finland was <laughs> second. Finland was second. So, yeah, big shout out. I mean, hey, when you us. have as many Finns as we have on our team, I'm not surprised, are you? <laughs> I mean, Finns do get wins, and we do have some fantastic Finns. On fin- our Finns get wins, as well as our Finnish listeners. So thank you. <laughs> yes, but yeah, it's it's cool to see that we're that high on a lot of people's like podcasts that you listen to us every week. So big thank you to that, and of course, you know, also ten thousand downloads is actually pretty awesome too. I mean, it's still crazy that, that also happened. Like we're, we're milestone after milestone. I'm so proud of us. 100 episodes, 10,000 downloads. We're like, you know, in a, two over 200 people's top tens. I mean, we had Jordan Martin on episode 100. <laughs> like, where do we go from here? <laughs> this Mike Maniscalco was Up on the last onward. episode. Uh, sorry, we don't have any cool guests for you guys this week. <laughs> yeah, it's just the boring old us, you know, just the three of us, just the three best friends that anyone can have. <laughs> when we're here to talk about the Carolina Hurricanes. And, and boy, like do that. we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we do, yeah, because our last episode was, if you're listening now, it's Thursday, which is the day of the Canes Islanders game. But our last episode was last Tuesday when we had Mike on, and that was before the Oilers game, and then Tampa Bay, and then Columbus <clears> and <throat> the Flyers this past Tuesday. Sounded so like you are- had something caught in your throat there. A little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, ah. Uh, it's just no, something about the weather and uh, stuff like that. I don't know. It's it, it's weird. It's I don't know. It is what it is. Um, so we're not gonna do. We're not gonna deep dive into every game and talk about all the goals and stuff like that because we can be here for five hours and no one's got time for that. I mean, we got the Islanders game coming up tonight. I mean, you know how he'll listen to a five-hour episode, but I don't know. Oh, he'll complain. He'll complain. <laughs> he'll complain about it, but he'll still listen to it. So I mean, it's. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, big, big shout out to the, um, you know, Fancy Duck Boys as always for just being an awesome group over there. So, we, you know, Gotta keep up the streak them. of bringing them up in the podcast. So there you go. Moose. I mean, death <laughs> taxes, bring up those guys. Cause it, it just, it just fits. I mean, especially, <laughs> well, especially when you're Alex Warren and you're having like, you know, that little Debbie's Christmas tree and, you know, victory chocolate milk, you kind of have to, you know, <laughs> oh, oh my, oh my goodness. Um, but anyway, yeah. Hockey. Yeah. <laughs> hockey. Yes, definitely hockey for sure. Um, so there's we're so we usually have our stats kind of by themselves, but we're kind of mixing them in because we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So we're gonna we're gonna mingle the stats as we go throughout the week and stuff like that. Um but there's one stat I really want to bring up, and unfortunately, this this run did kind of end against the lightning. So we're gonna it's like kind of like here it was. But with the caveat of like not anymore. Uh, Anti Ranta, second goal in franchise history with 13 consecutive regular season home ones. Ooh. Yeah, pretty impressive, especially for the fact of just how what his record was, you know, his stats, you know, 13 0 0, sub 1.5 goals against, four shutouts. You know who the other guy was to accomplish that feat of 13 straight regular season home wins? Does anyone take a guess on who this is? Anybody? How long ago are we talking? Because my brain's a little burnt. Was you get hit by a car door again? I, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I don't remember it. 2005-2006. Uh, okay. So that's... Uh, Everyone who's listening to this is, is screaming either one or two names yep. <laughs> this entire list. Are we talking Cam Ward? Or are we talking... Uh, what's his name? Uh, what, I don't know. Who are we talking about here? Bailey, <laughs> who, who's his name? I... Are you talking about Martin Gerber? Yes, that's the name that holy crap. I had Gerber in the back of my mind and then I was like, <laughs> wait, what's going on? Okay. <laughs> it's a 50-50 shot. And no, I, I'm telling you, my brain went the fuzziest that I've ever felt it go in my life. Anyway. <laughs> okay, but you literally have a 50-50 chance. Who who do you I think did. it is? No, huh? I, I I would go I would go Gerber. I'll go okay. the opposite just for fun. It was Martin Gerber. Yes. There you go. This December 2005. Good job, Bailey. You were right. <laughs> yep. December 2005 to March of 2006. Martin Gerber had a 13 consecutive home game streak, which is crazy to think about, too, for the fact that everyone talks about Cam Warren in the playoffs, but we would have got it wasn't for Martin Gerber getting us to the playoffs. Who knows if Cam would have had that run that he did? You know, you get the Con Smythe, Stanley Cup in Carolina. Who would have known what would have happened? But I mean, there you go. Martin Gerber. Martin Gerber. Yeah. So that Edmonton Oilers game, though, that was pretty fun. <laughs> it got a, little, got a little stressful at the end, but I mean, 6 3. Can't go wrong with that. No, that's. It, I, not that I want, I wasn't able to watch all of the game, unfortunately, because if I remember correctly, this was the same day that I was up in Denver. For uh, yes, it was. Yeah, so, I, yeah, yeah, I think you were in Denver. 
But I mean that that first period though. <laughs> like for the first yeah. half of the period it was pretty close, you know, nothing a lot happening and then you got like what? Two goals in under like what was it? Like 31 seconds or something like that and then you end the period with four. I mean, come on. Jesper Foss at 9:17. Jack Drury at 9:52 getting his first goal of the season. I know you I know he probably felt good <laughs> finally getting off the schneid. That fourth first line, the year. last couple games that fourth line has been mm. buzzing. Like oh, they have, nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Had Bunting, Drury, and Mason. And they've honestly on some of the games that we had some lulls or we've just struggled. Our fourth line is kind of being as consistent as our uh Martin up solid fast line. Like they just don't they start on time and they're always buzzing. And you're just like, when is Drury gonna get a goal? And he finally did that game, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, no, he did. Honestly, like it's funny because like everyone thinks of the fourth line is just a oh it's a whatever line, but for in Carolina, for the fact that you got you have guys you can score on that line, it just tells you how deep that forward core is that you can just roll four lines and like like you have your two net front presence guys on the same line with Jack Drury, like that and that's why they've been. I think I remember I saw a stat where it was like over a span of like I don't know, three or four games they were consistently putting up at least like. I think at least three points each are close to it. Like those guys were really good together. So it's not a bad fourth line. Like I'm not upset with that as a fourth line. I know. No, I don't think anyone thought, you know, Michael Bunting would be on the fourth line, but I mean, I guess this is what happens when you have multiple toxic guys on the team. I guess. It's a nice problem to have. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Or you're like, okay, where do we fit this guy? I don't know. Put him on the fourth line, and he's still producing. Because luckily, the other three guy, the other two guys on the line, are also pretty good at. Because what's starting to happen here, too, and we we've seen we're we're not ill. We're used to Rod Blundemore at this point, to where you're you're gonna try guys in different places. You're gonna try guys and mix around, uh, play around with the chemistry just a little bit, and. You're you're not gonna go for a fully star-studded first line. You're not gonna see anything like that in Carolina nine times out of ten. You're gonna see the guys who work best together. You're gonna see the guys who you know are close off the ice in in the locker room, it, not not skating during games. Who can sit and have that chemistry during games, and who can sit and be the the telepathic uh, line that you need them to be. Um, it gets to the point, I think Michael Bunting is bounced around so much. And we we predicted this, if you recall, a few episodes ago, where yeah. Spetch comes back into the lineup. Who's the guy that gets that boot down to the fourth line, which I, I'll say boot, quote unquote. Yeah. I Michael Bunting's that guy. And you're, you're seeing that it's not exactly hard hard for him it's not it's not hard on him in regards to showing up on the score sheet because he's still finding ways to contribute he's still finding ways to help out those younger guys you're seeing him uh, again with that primary assist on Drury's goal which is really really impressive and something that I think I was surprised to kind of see that it worked as well as it did yeah 
it, it goes to show that like no matter where you put him, he'll produce, and that's kind of what you want. You want a guy to produce, and honestly, to have like imagine like I don't know any other team's fourth line where you have a like you know twenty goal scorer in Michael Bunting, and then you got Steph Nason who's also there too. And if Jack Drury get you know if he starts going, like I don't know any other fourth line that could probably compare to what that one is here in Carolina, and that's just. It goes to show the wealth of talent this team has, where it just works. Mm-hmm. Where, and like, even we saw it last. I mean, we'll talk about last night's game in Philly, but you know, Michael Bunting goes from the fourth line to the first line. Didn't see any problems with him there either because he mm-hmm. produced last night. Like I said, we'll get to it later. But then you see, you know, okay, slide in Brendan Lemieux. <laughs> Brendan Lemieux scored. So I mean, it's it goes to show that. This team, when it's fully clicking, it doesn't matter where who's in the lineup because everyone's going. If everyone's going, you can see how this team can be unstoppable, like we saw last year. I think, um, I don't know, it, it just goes to show how this team practices and how it conducts itself. Where no matter where you're at in the lineup. Like as long as you're producing and putting and giving in the hard work, it just goes. This team goes, and that's the good thing about it. When we're clicking yes. is the key phrase there. Yes, it's it's definitely it's <laughs> definitely it's definitely been a, a it, I want to say a slow season. Like well, there is a comparison that we're gonna do after 20 games. So there luckily can't stat brand being amazing as always did drop a comparison stat, which we'll talk about here in a little while. But it's actually kind of surprising when you look at it compared to the first 20 games from last season, too. And ESPN even brought it up last year, multiple times throughout the broadcast, where the Hurricanes had a slow start for the first 19 or so games. And then after that, I think they went 14-0-1. Like, they went on a stupid run last year after a slow start. So it's it's not out of the realm of possibility for this team to kind of have a slow start and then kind of just, like, figure it out and hit the switch mm-hmm. go to that go to that like six gear and be like okay have fun stopping us and i think that's just we're, we're i think we're slowly but surely getting that way because if you look at just how the schedule is like i said we'll talk about all the we'll go through all the other games but you're looking at since the loss against philadelphia on the 15th they've won four out of the last five games Wow. Which is still, yeah. I mean, even if you look through the whole month of November, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins out of the last two, five, seven, nine, eleven. The only games they've the only games they've lost so far uh, this month was the Rangers, Florida, Philadelphia, and Tampa. That's it. Rest of the month they've won. They've won all their. They have won the other games. So it's not like what December last year where it was 14, it was like a 14 point streak, but it was like what five overtime losses in the middle of that. So yeah. it's but well well speaking of speaking of uh last year too though, with how crazy it was in the fall, and like I know you know, we have to talk about it, that Tampa game. Um, but speaking of like how everyone reacts to when we lose, because it, it's weird is when we're clicking, it's so amazing. But then the moment it 
it's not clicking. It kind of spirals. Uh, just oh, comparing the what Kate, what Kane stats brand said with the through the first twenty games last year, we had uh, I think ten wins. Uh, this year we have twelve. Uh, power play percentage. Uh, last year it was thirteen point five. This year it's twenty one percent. It's the power play is better. The penalty kill is surprisingly not much different. Uh, last year at this point it was seventy nine point seven percent, and now it's seventy four point six. It's not like I mean the Tampa game obviously hurt a lot more, but we just like the stats aren't that different. It feels no. different because I think we have our the expectations are so high on this team that any yeah. little falter hurts. But like, look at all the standings. There are so many teams that people had very high hopes for this coming into the season, and the start isn't what people expect. And then oh, you've no. got that on the opposite opposite side of the spectrum too, where these teams you're seeing teams like Philadelphia, who are absolutely thriving right now in most situations they're winning but games can, they're sitting yeah, in and top positions any night that they're thriving but then in, they're the team the first team that lost to the sharks so like you never know kind of especially the beginning of the season like you don't know we all have our flaws happen well, like I, mean, I again we we say it like it doesn't it's gonna matter more when we get towards the end of the season like of course it feels like Sometimes it feels like, all right, things are crashing down around us because of the way they lose. With but like that said, I think it's important because there's a little bit of an expectation in the NHL where fans kind of sit down and say, okay, you want to kind of have an idea of what the team is going to look like going forward by Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving is kind of that marker where, okay, if your team's doing well, okay, great. What do you need to continue? What do you need to do to continue on forward from that? And if you're sitting at a point, you know, say you're the Sharks, what do we need to do to fix our team and make, a, make ourselves a more a team filled with more compete? What, what do we need to do to get to that point uh, where we're battling for maybe a wild card spot, which don't know if it's going to happen for them, but they, it, you understand my point. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the comparisons, you're talking about teams that you thought should be better. I mean, you look at the Maple Leafs, they are in a playoff spot, but you know how many regulation wins they have this year so far? Look at Ottawa. Five. They have five regulation wins. Guess who also has five? The Sharks. Mm -hmm. So I mean, regulation. Wins, not like, not yeah, to not say that, that it's not possible, but it's not. At but, Thanksgiving, you want to have an idea of what your moves are going forward. Well, what yeah, you need to acquire by the trade deadline. What are the things that you need to do to become a better team to make yourself more competitive? Right, because everyone because everyone goes by the are right, where are you at by American Thanksgiving? Because I think it was like seventy six percent of the time, if you're in a playoff spot, you basically make the playoffs. Which I mean. That's why it's not as high as it should be because there are teams like uh, the St. Louis Blues in 2019 who come out of nowhere and shock everyone or the Florida Panthers and stuff like that last year. It's it's a benchmark or it's a benchmark to where you want to be at, but it's not the end all be all. Okay, well, you're not in the playoff spot by American Thanksgiving. Your season's over. Anyone can turn it on. Anyone can fall off. It's just, yeah, it's shocking where you look at, look at the Devils, like, after Jack Hughes got hurt, I they're can hear playing. Neil is screaming a little bit inside. I hear Neil screaming. 
But what's funnier is, <laughs> sorry, this is again, but this is also a good note. Never preseason means nothing. Preseason means nothing. The the they were so excited because how preseason went, and then right now, it's a little bit of a reality check. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean. The, you look at so many NFL teams. You're like, oh, we're the we're the preseason champs, and they go into the regular season and to give st- them a bit of a break, though. Too, they did start. They did. Oh, they started hot. Portion. Of, they started hot. Well, they started hot, and then after Jackie's a few games, hurt. they they had a little bit of a handicap in two of their star players. I believe it was Hughes and Heisher. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that doesn't um, help and stuff like that. They, no, the, the Oilers. <laughs> the no excuses. Stink. Look at them. Oh, uh, their Which goal, their, their is goaltending is trash. Well, I mean, not that we're an Oilers podcast, but let's just talk about how <laughs> you. Uh, they're a perfect example of what goes wrong if you build a team around a superstar. Can we also superstars. talk about that Two. once Two. again? Two. McDavid can't score against Slavin. To <laughs> <laughs> or 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 dry sidle, but yeah. Well, dry sidle has had more luck in the past. That's but also McDavid, true. Yeah. We have yeah. found Mc, his damn kryptonite. <laughs> Mick, Mick, who? I don't, I don't know who that is. <laughs> but no, well, it, well, it doesn't help when your defense is garbage, your goaltending stinks, and you can't bench or sit anyone because you're cap strapped to the ceiling. So it kind of it is what it is, and it's just. I, I will say they do have a nice head coach um, now after firing their last one. They brought, the, the, I, I forget who his name is, up from the AHL, and he, oh, everybody no seemed super excited. Yeah, about, no, like, yeah. Yeah. The, everybody seems super excited about having him behind an NHL bench. The thing was, though, Jay, I, honestly, though, Jay Woodcroft wasn't a bad coach. He had the best wing percentage in a long time for that team. Like he actually took them to good playoff runs, so switching your coach doesn't really mean it's the best option. No, not always. No, in this instance, it's just that. And Ken, that's Ken Holland, that... Ken, it's Ken Holland's fault. Ken Holland yeah. absolutely killed this team. That's like you. If you ask Andrew Rinaldi and all them who are Red Wings fans, they can also agree that without Mister uh, I, I. Can't remember his last time. I just, that's his nickname. The previous, <laughs> the previous uh, Red Wings owner, he would spend his checkbook and stuff like that. But Ken Holland, with how he took care of the Red Wings, you saw how bad they've been for the last few years. I'll sit here and bring up Ottawa again, and every single Ottawa fan right now will tell you their head coach is the problem. But I digress. Oh yeah, <laughs> we will be talking to the Some Sense guys pretty soon. I'm very excited on this about po- that. It won't be on this podcast, but I'm very excited for that one. But. Yeah, and the Oilers, yeah, that is what it is. But, like, going back to that game, though, I mean, 4-1, all-around great game. You know, Foss, Drury, Tava got his 10th goal of the season. Seth Jarvis got a goal. Shocker of shocks. Uh, I will say, though, ugh, two power uh, – what, a power play goal for Zach Hyman. Matias Ekholm got a shorty in the second period. Not great. Not great all uh, for the um, – for the special teams, but Marty Nietzsche's did get his six. Zach Hyman did get another goal, but then Brent Burns also got a shorthanded goal himself. So we've been waiting uh, for him to show up. Hey, that was his fifth goal and, of the season at that I point. Mean, so I mean, I'm gonna say him being around the league as long as he has, because we talk about how you know teams adjust 
to be like to how certain teams play. I think teams also adjust to how certain players play. I mean, yep. we, as much as we scream at the TV, cover Ovechkin, we know where he's going to shoot it from. He's camped right. out in his office on the ice. I mean, people also know how Burn, Burns plays. Um, yep. So I love to see though, like he's been he's been taking those shots from the point, but as those have been a little more unsuccessful this year, he's been pushing to the net a little bit more and has some really interesting chances there. Some almost wraparounds, like he's trying to switch it up. And so it's, I will say his lack of goals this season haven't been from lack of effort. Um, I think it's, it's just more from teams adjusting to how he's been playing. And so he's mm. got to switch it up. I mean, yeah, and all this no. years of playing, he, it people was, might it, know how Burns these plays. <laughs> Yeah. It, it was just, I guess, a little bit of a shocker slash disappointment to to see how he produced last season and then going into this. I mean, you see the goal that happens in Colorado, and I, I, I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat when that happens. Like, oh, my gosh, he he's going to have a heck of a year again. And then all of a sudden it's like, it, yeah, you see him defending, but other than that, where's the point production we all know and love? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that's for sure where that's at. But the good thing though about I will that, say, he, he has some, had some great defensive plays this season. Like I know he there's has. been some yeah. breakdowns. I know there's been some breakdowns, but he has been. I think he's covered for them, and I think he's also had some great like sliding saves. Like he's done very well. Like yeah. he's covered his ass. <laughs> I think. I think. I think definitely. I think for the whole defense, I think it helps too. We're not taking as many penalties as we were for the, especially that West Coast trip where it was like what almost six penalties a game. I think the the I think is the fact that the refs finally like chilled on calling like everything. I think kind of helped. So um, I think I think it was a big indicator too of how that's kind of worked out for the defense where they're not always on the you know sh- penalty kill and they're always having to be out there. They, they're not always having to like do the extra thing. But the one thing I found very interesting for this game, so this was from Hurricanes PR and, of course, the Hurricanes themselves. So 15 Hurricanes skaters found the score sheet against the Oilers uh, last Wednesday, which is uh, marking the fifth most in any game in franchise history and the most in any game since relocation. The other four instances of uh, 16, where 16 players got on the score sheet, was uh, January of 1986 in an 11-6 win over the Quebec Nordiques. March of uh, 1986 is 11-4 against the Chicago Blackhawks. February 1990, which was in a 6-6 tie, when ties still existed against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then April 1995 and an 8-4 win against Pittsburgh. So that's where you had 16 different players get on the score sheet. But this is the first time, um, well, fifth most in any game in the history, but like I said, most in any game since relocation, which is really awesome to see just for the fact that they did that uh, in a single game of Hurricanes history with with the most players. So there is that. And also, too, uh, Tampa Terra Vine, really like how we talked about a little bit ago, where he got his uh 10th goal. Uh, 10th goal in 18 games. And I found this list very interesting of like other guys who have scored around 10 or more before 18 games. Uh, so this is from this is from Corey Laviolette. So the, he said that 16 Whalers players did it too. 
uh, which is very interesting. And then they had Jeff O'Neill with 12 back in 2001-2002. Sammy Kapanen did it uh, with 11 back in 2001-2002. And then Eric Stahl, three straight years, had 10 goals in the first 18 games of the season. Corey Stillman had 11 back in 2007-2008. And unfortunately, we have to talk about this guy for a hot second. Eric Halla actually got 10 goals back in 2019-2020. And then the last guy to get uh, 10 or more before the eight, for, uh, after 18 games, Andrei Svechikov had 12 back in 22-23. So a pretty good list for Tava Teravainen uh, to join. So 16 Whalers, about... Six other Hurricanes that have done it since then. So, congrats to Tavo on that one. As always, just doing what he does best. (laughs) (laughs) Scoring goals and making milestones. (sighs) And now we have to talk about this game. It's going to be very brief. Do we? Uh, Yes, we kind of have to because we have to we have to be I realistic. Just say, we have to be realistic. I love the first 20 minutes of that game. Yes. Oh, you mean the first we held 20 Tampa minutes to of one that shot? Game <laughs> one shot. Gorgeous. And I know people are gonna I know people are gonna complain because they're like, they played their great their great hurricane hockey for 20 minutes, and all they could get was one goal. I'm sorry. That so other teams Tampa that are really shot. good sometimes only get one goal against us when they're playing their top game. So, like, I don't think that matters. Also, it was Bassie who was back in net, the man that never blinks. Of course. It it had to be against us. You're looking at not only the guy who never blinks, but you're looking at a guy who's playing his first game back. That has to do do wonders for the morale of the team. Yeah. So, you've got your – Yeah, Yeah, of course it was. (laughs) But that first first period was – it was great. It was was so amazing. And then – Shit hit the fan. <laughs> yeah, I put was it actually, lightly. Yeah, I was actually in Charlotte covering the Checkers game that night. I think I was dry. I was driving back when they. I think the, what time was that game? Eight thirty or something like that. Some crazy bonkers time. Uh, I think I was like on my way back. Yeah, it was at a weird start time, and we know how those go. Um, oh, it, it got weird. It got weird pretty quick. Yeah, because it was like I said, one goal in the first. Tampa had one shot, and then. So the, very, the, very bad officiating. As the person that was really there, and it just, oh. well, okay, the, the, the tick attack, the tick attack. As much as we've all, you know, we've heard the interview that people have asked, talked to him about it three thousand times. Svetch's penalty was bad. He didn't have a reason to commit the penalty. It it was unnecessary. He knew it because you could they you could see him on the ice. His face was just like shit. I did the one thing that Rod told us not to do. Yep. And so he, that was a, that's, he made a mistake and, you know, we paid for it with, with their goal. Okay. The KK one, I do not agree with in the slightest. Uh, KK was clearly trying to get back on sides. He was very far from the guy. And it's like the guy never saw him. Like he, he, it's, he had all the time in the world to avoid KK and didn't. So I don't know how you call that a tripping call, unless I, I mean, think I KK mean, purposely cannonballed at the man's legs. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know what though? You know, if KK just smacked him in the face with a stick, he probably would have gotten a penalty. So, uh-huh. I mean, if, never if mind. Just, we're playing hockey, not baseball. But I digress. 
I mean, you know, he could have he just trooped him. He could have been fine, but, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, it was uh, – you don't and – I, and I said this in, in my game preview for Hockey Raiders. It was do not give the second best power play in the league power play opportunities. They were, like, over 31%. Three straight power play goals in the second period, and two of them were within the span of 14 seconds. Stamkos, Kucherov, and Braden Point, because it had to be that three-headed monster that had to put it to us. Mm-hmm. For the fact that Akia Kucherov's already at 14 goals, too, is absolutely stupid. And the fact that, Bra- that Braden Point and, Kirsch and uh, Kucherov also have 17 assists and Braden Hagel is 11. Oh, and Victor Hedman is 18. Like, what? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what? Like, Okay. There's some guys that are not even at double digits in certain ca- in one category. These guys are like, like I will almost say like 20. Another like, funny note of that game, because it kind of just started like, because you could see those, it got, those it got penalties. Stupid. It got those stupid. penalties just hit the morale of the team because they had played their best hockey. Then they yeah. get hit with those three back-to-back, which I'm like, even if no. they were, I, I again, I don't see. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. It, yeah, um, it, it was it was definitely not good. <laughs> it, it made Ronta look, and it made Ronta look awful because, like, it wasn't. I don't think like the penalty power play goals. I it's really hard to fault a goalie for anything. Um, so those already those hit him hard, and then it's just like once that hit the morale of the team, it just it they just started coming in waves. Like it just yeah, started happening yeah. over and over. Yeah, you can, especially against the, you can't do that against Tampa because, like, so the other bright spot that Michael Michael Bunting did get a power play goal, so at least the Hurricanes also got a power play goal. But yeah, the the penalty kill got absolutely killed, clobbered. <laughs> yeah, uh, they gave up four of five on the power play. Um, the fifth, yeah, that third period, five light, five lightning goals. Hagel, Glenn Denning, Brain Point for his second, Nikita Kucherov for his second, and then Brain Point completed the hat trick on the power play for his 11th of the season. Kucherov gets four assists to get him up to 20. Like, this dude's got 20 assists, and it's like not even 20 games into the season yet. Like, what? Like, like please make it, but but somehow he has two goals, or sorry, he's 15 goals and. 20 assists like what yeah it's, it's I, like... I another another bright spot <laughs> um we, we everyone knows that tampa bay lighting well everybody knows that they love to talk crap on the ice they're, they're oh, big, gosh. big bullies on the ice um and of course they felt they had to do that with nason because nason is so intimidating and it took three Tampa guys to come and talk talk down to Nason and he wasn't backing down and it just cracked me up. It was like and it was so first it was Hedman who is I a good deal taller than Nason. Yeah. Um and the two others had to come join in and I was like, wow, it's the little bullies on the playground just ganging up on the one dude being like, I'm not scared of you. And it was kind of funny. Because <laughs> they yeah. were talking a lot of smack and it's like you're the winning team. Why why would you want to instigate anything? Yeah, okay, yeah, because someone was talking about someone from the Lightning that game was like fighting, and you're up by like a lot of goals, and you're trying to instigate fight. It's just something about Florida teams. 
even if they're winning, they're fighting people. Like, can we talk about this for a second? Did anyone see that video of that brawl in, in uh, Ottawa the other night where, like, half the benches were gone on both teams? Did anyone see that? Mm-mm. Wait, say again? The in Ottawa, did you see that brawl? Oh yeah, Where? because everybody that that is the funniest goal or uh, ref call. It was I think the I've Chuck, ever it was in the, my entire life. Yeah, it was, it was like the, a, it was the battle of it was the battle of Chuck E. Cheese, right? Yeah. So yeah. what happened? <laughs> the Ch- called the Chuck like e. Cheese three brawl. different the, the things. battle of the ball of the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> called three different things. The last of which being. Everybody on the ice has a mis- ten minute misconduct. Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, every huh? other, yeah, yeah, every other player on the ice has a ten minute misconduct. Yeah, because yeah, it was, it was like two minutes for like goalie interference, two minutes for roughing, and then everyone, every every other player on the ice has got a ten minute misconduct, and it's yeah. 90, 99 minutes worth of pins just from that brawl. And you look at the bench; both benches, half the guys are gone. Yep. Like the, like the back of the backup goalie for Florida is sitting on the bench with the rest of the team because there's I so much room. It's like I don't remember what which is team happening? it was. I don't remember which team it was, but there was something going around. I don't know if it was Florida or the Sens, but someone said that the coach just looked down and they saw the one player, the one player left after all the penalties, just sitting there smiling at him because he was like, "Now he gets a chance at the power play." <laughs> yeah, because the, the thing was, oh, like, I think was, it was Florida because somehow Florida came away with the power play. But yeah. one yeah, of their they, players yeah, is just yeah. sitting on the bench, just smiling, like, now's my chance. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was literally no one else on the bench. Yeah, now I someone pulled up a stat. It was like Ottawa against the Flyers. I figure out what year it was. It was like a it was like over like a hundred and like forty something minutes worth of penalty minutes in one and all of it came within the last two minutes. But it's just funny that like one of the brawls, it was like yeah, I think it was like Matthew Kachuk was. Oh, man, it was like Matthew Kachuk was like hitting like uh, Corpusalo and like getting in his face, and like his brother is like, oh, I'm just gonna Brady go Brady go fight someone else. It's like really, you can't get in your own brother's face who's messing with your goalie, so you can go fight someone else instead of your brother who's actually trying to instigate your goalie. Like, okay, I know he's your you know brother and all, but come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do something, but um, but this one last stat we have to talk about, and oh, I feel so bad for Antioranta. Eight goals allowed, fourteen saves. Oh, this save percentage: point four two nine. Worst of his career. Uh, wasn't at one point. What was it? It was what five goals on like what? Five, 10 or 15 shots or something it was some like that. it was some insane and you could tell after, you could tell he just kind of gave up towards the end which you can't, uh, i understand why but and for anyone saying why don't we put in pk rod pretty much was like i put him in bad spots before i didn't think it was well, it's it was not just that though there. too but it, at that point morale on the ice is not great your team's not clicking What's PK get putting PK in gonna do? Well, that's what Rod said. Lose less badly. That's, that's basically what Rod said. That's basically what Rod said. He's like, he's like, I put him in bad spots before. And he's like, yeah, after a certain goal, yeah, maybe we should have taken him out. But at the same time, it's kind of like you really can't because, like, 
it's dang if you do, dang if you don't. Because like, okay, you take out Ronda, you put in Kachekov, you're still going to get lit up because everyone else in front of him is demoral is just demoralized. And then you keep him in. It's basically what happened to Patrick Wah when he literally quit the Canadians mid game where he gets pumped like yep. nine goals. Like I'm done. Yeah, and it's like, what can you really do with that? And I wanted to bring I I wanted to bring this up because it was. I think yeah, because this was this was after that game, before the Columbus game. I did write, I wrote something about how the Hurricanes are at a crossroads with in, in terms of the goals, you know, with the goalie situation and all that stuff. And I want to get both of your thoughts on this. So, wait, you're a writer? You write about hockey? I didn't know that. <laughs> <sighs> why do I try? Why? Why do I even try? Let's go. <laughs> Why your article. Oh my gosh. No, the point was talking about for the fact that you look at this was before the you know the Jackets game and the Flyers game were it's gotten better, yes. But at the time of all of that, I think the Hurricanes were dead last in save percentage. It was like eight but it was like point eight six four. And the Oilers were like point I think like point eight six nine or something like that, and the Sharks were like triple eight. I want what are your what are both of your thoughts on I know Ronta's only on a one year deal. Freddie's got another year after this. Do we think that how do I put this? Do we think that there maybe should be more of a change than just losing Ronta after the end of the season and then going with Freddie and Piotr next year? Or do you think we need so to is- bring in someone else? Along, like Piotr's gonna be here for another three years after this. Do we think so we is, might need to do more changes? Thoughts. Um, the thing with the thing with Freddie is so they've told us all about you know his recovery, whatever he should make a full recovery. Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's not, not, none no, of no, that's no, against wait, him. No, yeah. Zach, let me finish my thought. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what it is, because he is having a blood clotting issue, from people that I know, I am I'm no sense of medical person at all right. because all I've watched is Grey's Anatomy and House. That's all I got. But from family members <laughs> that work in the medical field, they are a little concerned to how he's going to continue playing hockey with this condition because mm. it is the blood, blood clotting issue. So then you have to, if you give him stuff to thin his blood, uh-huh. that is an issue because then if you get hit, you're more likely to get a bleed and it's dangerous. So it, coming back to play hockey, I don't know. I really am interested to see his timetable when he to come back and if how they figure he can with this condition. Like it's never, it was never like, oh, can he recover from it? I'm just curious how he's going to play hockey with it. Right. So I don't even know the future of, like, I know they said they told us he expected a full recovery, but we don't know if there's a timetable for him to be back on the ice. So I'm curious if we're even going to factor in Freddie anymore. Right. So if that's the case, yeah, you, I, you might, you might be looking for another goalie. I mean, if it, if it had been Freddie, I would have said maybe you would keep Freddie and Yoder, but at this point, 
I, I think it's, I, I don't know. I'm very skeptical on Freddie's return. Mm -hmm. I'm, I would think we'd be looking for someone, uh, goalies liable. I want Swayman. I want Swayman. I will say it to the rooftops now. I want him on our team so bad. That man wants to be a starting goaltender. Please come here. Please. The thing for me is goalies are so tick for tack, mm -hmm. if that's the way to put it. Um, everybody's looking for them constantly because goalies, I swear, are made of glass. Um, you're... If we move on from both of these goaltenders next year, which in my honest opinion, I think we should as much as, as much as I want to be loyal to them, as much as I want to give them those extra chances. I think with Piotr coming in, you gotta, you want to bring in somebody who's of, capable who is capable in the crease and somebody who can we can sit and rely on and i know that's a tough ask with goaltenders because it, again that that injury bug follows every single one of them around but at this point we know what we're getting out of freddie and ronta and it's not consistency and with where this team is at right now and the hardships that we have coming up to us in the next few off seasons with re-signings and in the like, I, I think consistency isn't something we can afford to overlook. No, you really can't. And I think this is where, um, actually, you know, I'm going to look up, I'm going to look up, uh, team save percentage real quick and see, see where we're at right now in terms of the NHL. So as of right now, so yeah, so after 21 games, the, actually the Hurricanes are now second to last. They're 0.872, so they did go from their eight eight points, 0.864. The Oilers are the only team worse at 0 0.870, and the New Jersey Devils are 0.875. So it's still not the greatest, and I know, it, it, like I said, it has gotten better, but I think the problem, though, is I agree with you, Bailey. It's it's not it's not consistent, and like I said, I love these I love these guys too, but I think I would even say if the Hurricanes really want to try for something, I think that there might have to be a case where you might have to do a trade this season. I think it might be, it might be tough because I know a lot of teams are looking for goalies or, you know, how what's the leverage likes caps and all that stuff. And it's going to be a lot tougher too, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if there was a trade, if the hurricanes do go that way, just depending on where we're at as a team, especially if, you know, still struggling in the net, you know, defense is still struggling in general, or the Hurricanes are just like they're right around the – where they're because they are second in the Metro right now as of tonight. They are they are projected if this season is right now to play round one against the Flyers, who is the Metro 3 team. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a trade. I wouldn't be upset if there is one because I think there is a conversation to be had that if you want, if you want to go win a Stanley Cup, 
but your goaltending is still an issue, I think you kind of need to do it, but don't do it just to do it. I think it's got to be one that works for the team if they don't go for it. I think you're, I'm not saying you have to go make a big splash and go and, you know, throw eight, nine million dollars at a goalie. Don't do that. <laughs> There's no one, just don't do that. But I think, I think, you know, I think if you wait until the offseason, Ronta's going to walk. He's going to go somewhere and be a backup somewhere else. Freddie, I guess it all depends on what's going to happen with that. If he does come back fully healthy, he's got one year left and it's not a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if they moved on from that too and brought in someone who could work with Piotr, who's a little bit more consistent staying in the net more often, not being hurt every other, you know, every year and missing time and, Stuff like that. And Cat, it's funny you mentioned Swayman because I did mention Swayman. It's a long shot. <laughs> it would be great if we got him, but he's going to be a restricted free agent. And I guess depending on what the he's offer is. Trying, trying to predict what kind of goalie we might be getting here in the next few years is trying to pick a needle out of a haystack. Oh, it is. You're, oh, it's, you're, it's, with the yeah. Hurricanes, I, I I hate that there's a former goaltender that that kind of categorized us in a certain area when it comes to our our goaltender development and what what kind of happens to goaltenders in Carolina. But we have a tough time holding on to goaltenders. It's not a place where goaltenders really come to develop all that often. Um, I, before moving on with that, I, I do want to sit here and say my classic line that I, I, I always point out when we're talking about goaltenders, the goaltender is only as good as the team that you put in front of him. There are, we've seen, we've seen former goaltenders go on to other teams and they don't play the same way. No, no, that's, that's how good our team is in front of them too. And and like I said, Swayman would be a great pick. It's just I don't know what the I don't know what the offer sheet would even be to get him because, like I said, he's restricted. It's the Bruins. The Hurricanes could throw enough money where it could make sense. I don't know if the Bruins would match it. I did eventually mention eventually he's gonna be eventually he has to pick it. if he wants to be a number one goaltender though he's probably have to go to another well, team. Bo- well, I Boston, want it to be us. Boston also <laughs> well yeah I mean Boston's gonna if they're gonna if they want to keep him they're gonna have to pay him because they can't just keep shortchanging this guy on really cheap deals mm-hmm. um i do i did mention casey to smith now yeah the other night for vancouver wasn't great but it wasn't a second half of a back-to-back he's the backup he's not playing a lot i, I think he gets a bad rap i think he is a better goalie than he is it's just pittsburgh did him no justice um and stuff like that i even mentioned um phoenix copley he's good he's a good goalie i don't know what the kings are doing this year Hmm. Like he had he had a great season last year with the Kings. He had a he had a, a sub three goals against. Uh his yeah. save percentage was in over nine hundred. Like he got them wins. There I don't know. Our options. Yeah. I we could speculate forever, but for now, honestly, we need to step up in front of us. I don't think we're having an issue with goaltending as much as the team needs to step up in front of them more. <sighs> Like I said, it, yeah, it, like it's tough. It's a tough thing to address because I love all of our goalies, but you can't. It's tough. 
it's just tough when you're our, when you're second to last as a as a team in save percentage. Yeah, I know it's not the end all be all staff for goalies, but I don't at the think same it's, time, I it's, don't think it's the goalie's fault though. I mean, like I I'm not saying it's all their I fault. Don't, it's just I know, but I don't think like there are some teams where the goalie is a literal seat. Like it's not like everything's going through them. I think yeah. this is deceptive because our team has struggled on defense more than it ever has in a long time. Oh, it has. Oh, no, and yeah. And the, the penalty kill itself has been struggling. No, There's I, been I, some weak spots in front of our goalies no, that have I, been struggling. I can, yeah, so I can I I totally think, agree with that. Yeah, it's it's also the yeah. defense. It's but that's what I'm saying is I, I, think, I, I don't think our goaltending is as bad as the percentage says it is. I do not – that percentage for Ronta on that game, I do not think – was on Ronto. The team no. in front of him, you he had power play they, goals, and then they, the team in front of him gave up. Yeah, no, and I agree with that. Like I said, and I'm not saying it is the goalies or it's all of the all the goalies. No, it's definitely the defense too. Because Zach, they, we're they, agreeing. I'm not arguing with you. Okay. <laughs> I might argue in saying I'm not saying it's one or the other because there there were definitely some of those goals. If we're if we're gonna sit and talk about the Tampa game a little bit more, that yes, Ronta saw the morale in front of him and maybe wasn't trying as hard, but he definitely wasn't trying to the capabilities that I know he is capable of trying at. That, that's a lot of capables, but y- you Agreed. see what I'm saying. <laughs> Agreed. But like you either have, you have a goalie that, that, yeah, I agree with you, but you, I mean, what are you going to have? Are you going to have the goalie that, that kind of hits him and then doesn't play to his a game or he tries to do too much and hurts himself. Like you kind of got the boat. Like you just, it, it all comes down to the team in front of him. has got to do better. Honestly. Absolutely. All right, so before we go into uh, more of the games and more of the talking points and stats and all that stuff, we got to talk about our sponsors because uh, we got to get paid here at the Search Cash. <laughs> you know, we got we got you know we got to keep this thing rolling if we want to do some giveaways and a lot of cool stuff in the future. Got to talk about our sponsors, and the first one we are going to talk about is DraftKings. Uh, bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. So if you go over to DraftKings. And you're looking at the Islanders Hurricanes game when you are listening to this episode Thursday on Thursday morning. Uh tonight, Hurricanes Islanders. You look at the puck line, the Hurricanes are a minus 192 to the Islanders plus 160. So there is that for the puck line if you want to do that. Um, if you want to do the actual oh sorry, that was money line that was that one. The puck line actually is the Hurricanes are a minus 1.5 as the favorites, so that's a plus 130. The Islanders are a plus 1.5, and, and that is a minus 155 if you want to make that bet. And then the Islanders are set for over 6, and that's a plus 102. And then the Hurricanes are the under 6, um, and that's a, a minus 122 on that if you want to do the over-under. So, um, yeah, you can check that out. There's also a lot of other games you can check out as well over at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. The code, that's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800.com. 
gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for prom gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boohoo Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Bailey, I think you have uh, our next amazing sponsor who've been with us for now, as of this recording, episode 102. Please talk about Paramoex Hockey. Paramoex Hockey, wonderful sponsor of the Surgecast. We appreciate you very much. If you guys are looking for any hockey gear in regards to balls, sticks, pucks, grips, laces, anything of the sort, even merchandise, if you're looking to rip them out on the streets, Head over to primoxhockey.com. Uh, they are still doing free shipping, uh, no minimum within the U.S. They are also still doing their BOGO 50% off all laces deal. So be sure to go throw your laces or throw some laces in your cart over at primoxhockey.com. Throw code SurgeCast and in that uh, little little coupon bar uh, down, or in the your cart as well, get 20% off of your order online. If online shopping, you know, maybe isn't your thing, which I mean, 20% off, that sounds pretty good to me. They do have a warehouse in Raleigh. Zach's actually going to be in the area uh, as we're talking right now. Maybe he'll stop by, say hi. So maybe you can see him over there. He decided to stop by before the game. But uh, be sure to take a selfie with Zach outside. (laughs) (laughs) Hockey. Um, But be sure to head over to Diggs Drive. Uh, Check out their warehouse. They do have $5 skate sharpening in warehouse. You're not going to get a discount code, but... Be sure to, uh, you know, let the guys know we sent you. Say hi. Uh, but, again, that's primoxhockey.com. If you do want to shop online, code SurgeCast at checkout, 20% off of your order. Awesome. And, Kat, I think we have one more sponsor we're going to talk about, which is actually the last time we're talking about them for this month because that's just how the ad read contracts work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, it's definitely not too early to start decorating for the holidays now, as December is actually starting this month. This month. This week. (laughs) On on Friday. (laughs) On Friday. Counting down the days to my birthday. Um, Friday. Friday. So it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Again, my birthday is coming up. If anyone wants to give me anything, I would not be opposed um, but Subtle. to beat the crowd <laughs> and the packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, then go and check out online for Raycon. Um, you can get the best deals in the season. Well, well, you can get them on Black Friday, but they still have a sale going on now. Um, they continued on through Black Friday, through Cyber Monday. Uh, you can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. Um, so obviously you have heard over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about Raycon, all the great deals that you can get with them. Again, I'm still looking for headphones to go in my ear. I've been checking them out. And again, I thought I might've missed the deal, but go to Raycon.com um, and you will be able to see they still have a great sale going on. Um, 
they first made the, their name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. But in the last past year, they have expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. They also have their faucet filter, ultra-filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Um, those are great. It's kind of nice to know that you have a little tech company branch out on other little things. You're like, hmm, maybe I already have a speaker. I have headphones. Uh, but hey, things to charge those appliances and uh, things to make the water better in your house. Sounds great to me. Uh, but yeah, Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site. To select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's sale going on right now. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Honestly, go check it out. They have really cool things. Like, I kind of need a new speaker, and I've been looking at their speakers and their headphones, you just have like nice little things going on, and they're really affordable, honestly. Yeah, they're not too bad. So, nice little gift idea for anyone who's looking for something for someone for Christmas this year or birthday, mm-hmm. or you know. birthday because birth because December birthdays are birthdays too. Do not lump our birthdays into Christmas presents. We don't do that with your stupid July birthdays. So think about it. Make sure don't don't jip your December birthday friends. Especially if their birthday is Christmas, because I've had friends who've gotten both on this, where it's like, oh, here's all your gifts on one day. Well, no, no, no. It's fine. I I honestly think it's okay to have it on one day, but you better not be giving them one gift saying this is your birthday slash Christmas present. That's Mm -hmm. what I mean. Like, Mm -hmm. I've had, I've had, I've had friends who were like, no, this is your birthday and Christmas present at the same time. Mm -hmm. Or, but I've actually had some people say, well. That they've had where their family will make their birthday on the half, like the halfway point for like their half day. So it's like kind of like, okay, here's your birthday, and then the, here's your. No, afternoon. no, we here's should not birthday. have to con- switch our birthdays around for you people to understand. You buy two separate presents. I'm sorry, it's coming all at the same time of the year. Get over it. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> While we're talking about birthdays, so I don't wait till the end of the episode, you guys are listening to this on November 30th. It is my dad, Catfish Curtis's birthday. Be sure to go wish him a happy birthday at Jason T. Curtis. Just got to throw that little tidbit in in there. Back to Happy birthday, Catfish. (laughs) You know what you should do, Bailey? And if he is listening to this, he does after skipping through all the ads, but. (laughs) Oh, is it? I think you should jump. I think you should jump on Cameo Bailey and try to find someone really cool to wish him a happy birthday. But that's that's just me. We're going to see a concert on Friday. I'll talk to. I'll I'll, I'll find some people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if if it's the band, I think we're kind of mentally like not not that one, but uh, well, not that one. If they are on Cameo, that, that's that's though. they are, but we're not seeing them for a little bit. So anyway. And, there you go. Um, so 
That game happened on Friday. It was definitely a Black Friday to not to remember. So <laughs> there you go. But on Sunday, I know a lot of people were nervous about this game because somehow it's always an interesting one when it comes to the Columbus Blue Jackets playing the Hurricanes because everyone remembers the very infamous New Year's Day game, which was a lot of fun to watch in Columbus when the Hurricanes came back down in that game to win. Uh, this game was a goalie. It was a classic goalie duel. Elvis versus Leakins yep. against Pirika Chekhov. No one scored in the first two periods. And you're like, okay, next goal wins, I guess. And I guess you got that, the next goal. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, very quickly in the third period, it only took 13 seconds uh, for Kirill Marchenko. But on both of those goals, you can't put that on Piotr. Like, how, like, like, what are you supposed to do when it's two floaters off of Brady Shea? It's just, it's you just can't put it off either of them. Like, what Brady's like, I'm just out here existing. I came out here to have a fun well, time and honestly, well, yeah, no, that's right what I'm now. saying. That's what I'm saying. You can't blame it on Piotr. Obviously, you can't blame it on Brady because, like, what are you supposed to do when the puck goes off his stick or off his body and it's like, and it just floats into Neverland and someone ends up in the back of the net? Give it's it just, to Brady. He did get it back. He did that, that. That that's not a nice one to see, but he did get it back uh, a ways into the period. But uh, yeah, we yeah, saw yeah. we saw his goal come after Kokanee Emmys, which Kokanee Emmys was that. Was, yeah, um, yeah. So Kermarchenko, thirteen seconds in, Johnny Gaudreau with the second floater that bounced off of Brady Shea, and. Uh, I think it was like Sean Corrali or something like that. And it goes into the net, but they still gave it to Johnny Goudreau uh, anyway. So like I said, you can't put that on Brady Shea because what are you supposed to do when the puck hits you and it just goes into the net? And then you can't blame Piotr because how are you supposed to stop something that you couldn't see because they have weird – like the first goal even went off his shoulder. He didn't even know it was even there. It's so like what are you supposed to do with that at that point? And I know a lot of people were very nervous after it was 2 nothing Columbus and the Hurricanes were like – can't well, because you're getting experience canes hockey. Well, you're getting flashbacks, sadly. You're getting a little bit of flashbacks of the Tampa Bay game <laughs> because we had played dominating hockey. Like we yep. should have had goals. Like it was crazy that we didn't have scored then. And so then for them to have those kind of fluke goals, it just gives you like, okay, is this gonna be the team that we know that can rally back, or is it gonna be the team that rolled over and died in the Tampa yeah. game? Okay, here's the thing. Shots wise. Hurricanes 43, Jackets 23. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those games you're like, okay, the Hurricanes are out shooting them by almost a double, but somehow the other team is winning. And you're like, okay. I've learned as a Canes fan, shots don't matter. <laughs> shots don't matter because you, can, they, you can shoot on net all day long, but if your shots aren't quality shots, they don't matter. But, but we did. We did. But the thing about this is we did have quality shots. Even it was so funny. Um, Orlov, it was Elvis. Took a, Orlov took a crazy shot. Like he just took a chance and then did a hard ringer back. And Mers had to take, he was almost caught him off guard to the point where he looked at, he looked back at Orlov after he just managed to deflect it out of bounds. And wagged his finger at him, and everyone yeah. was like, "Whoa, that was close!" And then when the play started, he did like the sign of the cross, like gotta save that. And then so it was like that kind of game. Like it was definitely like he was on it with saving our shots because we had some 
crazy dangerous chances. So nope. it was nice nope. to see I... a different nope. reaction than the Tampa game. Yeah, I mean, Elvis, Elvis is a good goalie. Now, if he just has a competent team in front of him every night, they'd be a lot better because just like with Carter Hart, if you get if you get Elvis with a good defense in front of him, he's actually a pretty elite goalie. Like going back to what Bailey said, a goalie is only good so far and without the team with the team in front of him too. So it's like you've got to have a team in front of him to also help him out too, because you can't expect him to stop fifty shots a night and stand on his head. So, huh? I think Bailey's onto something here. Get a defense in front of get a defense in front get a defense in front of a goalie. Um, but yeah, going back to what Bailey said, uh, just very cooking the Emmy scored a absolute beauty bar down off a of snipe. Just it was just you got beautiful. any more hockey lingo in there? Let's see, bar down, snipe. Uh, the the celly was amazing. So I mean, it's, put the biscuit in the basket. That, yeah, that's all I mean, we need to know. But yeah, it, it yeah. was great to see. Of course, we see KK on the um, get KK on the scoreboard. I mean, that goal. As soon as that goal hit the net, like the place came alive. Uh, both oh, of you guys, uh, you guys were texting me and talking to me about it. Did it seem kind of dead? And I'm not gonna lie, that was probably one of the more dead times of that first period was. was I, I'm just, I'm just sitting looking, and I, I had to make sure that my volume on my computer wasn't weird because it just seemed it, so quiet. I will so say it that- was, it was for a five o'clock Sunday game. It definitely, it, the vibes were a little off. Um, I think it was the, the timing of it, but also the timing coming off that last game. So it, I think everyone was a little bit like we're here, but we're not, we're kind of worried about committing right now. Um, yeah. I, and I tweeted multiple times. Um, the first time the crowd was really, that got into it and i love this for him but jarvis was the first one to get the oh, crowd yeah. actually into the I was, game i was he gonna bring that up yeah the back, one the one the one beautiful back check decided to take up the ice by himself push smallest guy of the four guys pushed past three defenders and made an actual chance on goal for some for his teammates and everyone was on their like getting into it at that point so like you're like okay there can be some life here we see the guys want to play and to see that life come back after when KK got that goal and then of course um following that who, who got the next ones it was Brady Shea. it was Brady Shea's. yeah so Shea said he got three goals that game and then to make it to make it the most electric of the most electric night there was it started bad oh bad. I'd say yep Spetsnikov scored Oh, and, and, I, and I actually am wearing I am wearing the Stadium Series Sveshnikov jersey just for just because of that because he is as the Hurricanes put in their bio, Svetch is back. The fact that something brought up except poor guy like, got the flu right after. I know, right? <laughs> oh. Thanks for scoring. Here you go. <laughs> I was I forget who put it on Twitter, but someone's like, you, like after he got hit in the head with the puck, and someone's like, you could see him recalibrate. You saw him recalibrate. Yeah, yeah he he recalibrated. I think Rod even <laughs> joked about it too. It's like. Yeah, it's funny how he was just miraculously cured after he saw there was a there was a chance on, <laughs> on the offensive side. Yeah, because you see him get hit. He looks down. I guess he saw the puck go by him. He's like, oh, okay, and just takes mm-hmm. off. And the absolute precision of Ajo to put it right in his wheelhouse to absolutely just blast it home for his first of the season was amazing. Just 
Almost telepathy. Yeah, just the the, no, the, the, the 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 no look pass from Aho was just great, and the fact that Andre Svechikov got the game winner for his first of the season to complete another comeback against Columbus because somehow the Hurricanes just love to make miraculous, dramatic comebacks against the Blue Jackets. Did it one three two all five yeah zero goals for the first two periods five. <laughs> in the third we had a barn burner in the last period and luckily it was a hurricane <laughs> score in the last three because why not and i will say this though how about pierre kachekov 0.913 save percentage two goals allowed 23 saves and yoder is going to be scary oh he when will this be kid sure. is fully developed he will be, and and this and we talked about Kane Statbrand earlier, and I'm glad we're finally up to this point for talking about stats wise. That was the first time the Hurricanes played an entire game without a penalty. So Sveshnikov's penalty streak, penalty game streak is over. Finally, after seven straight, the last time the Hurricanes didn't commit a single penalty in a hurt in a game, January 9th. 2018 against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I was going to say, you worded that a little weirdly at first. I was like, this isn't the first time the Hurricanes have ever done this. <laughs> it's not the first it's the first time in a while because, yeah. uh, oh, that game against Tampa back in 2018, yeah, it was a 5-4 loss. But that was, but that was the last time they, had, they didn't score, you know, they didn't commit a penalty. Hmm. So, it's good to see that, I guess. And at least that at least the penalty streak for Sveshikov finally stopped. Yeah. And then Jordan Stahl committed too just to take up take take his pace. But we'll talk about that here in a second. <laughs> uh so from the Angel Public Relations, the Kane scored three goals in the final 10 minutes of regulation. Excuse me. Uh and became the third team this season with multiple three-period multi-goal comeback wins, joining Toronto with three and Anaheim with two. And then the actual graphic, the hurricane slash whalers have now recorded multiple third period, multi-goal comeback wins in 16 different seasons. Uh, the second most all time. Uh, the only other team has done multiple third period comebacks and multi-goal, multi-third period, multi-goal comebacks in different seasons. Pittsburgh Penguins have done it 17 times. 17 different seasons, multi-third period, multi-goal comebacks. Most of those are the Sidney Crosby effect, I'd imagine. Uh, I would also probably say the Lemieux-Yager years, too, I'm also going to okay. guess. It's a, I mean, you're talking okay. to 17 different, you're talking 17 different seasons. So, it, oh, no, oh, not, not well. recent season. Okay. Okay. No, no, it's no set. Yeah. Multi, multi goal and franchise. Multi, okay. Yeah. Multi comebacks. I take it back. Multi third periods. Yeah. So, yeah, it's spanned over 17 different seasons where they've had multiple goals they had to come back from in multiple third periods. So, okay. Yeah. That's fun. Um, <laughs> Hey, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins have to stay relevant somehow, I guess, and not just because they have Kyle Dubas and, and Eric Carlson. Um, so going into the Flyers game this past Tuesday, uh, we had another milestone, of course. It has to be one Mr. Tim of Terra He played in his 500th 
game as a Carolina Hurricane. It's can you believe he's playing 500 games now as a Hurricanes player? Like, man, we we appreciate this man a lot, especially coming out of last season with the struggles that he did. Not not just hockey related, but coming into this season. Well, I think it was you, Cat, that that said it to me. They were like. Or you said it, you you wanted you wanted Turbo to stop passing, and now he has. And by by his 500th game in in this season, there, there's another stat that we have to talk about here too, Zach, which is one that is very very exciting for me personally. Okay, uh, we'll definitely have to talk about that. Uh, so this is the last part of this. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we gonna will. squeeze right into the we're talking about table let's talk about table just we'll delayed it. right over it I... <laughs> okay it was well because this because this is a tweet from walt ruff because he actually continued wow, such a smooth just segue right there go ahead i know <laughs> i set you up sir but that's uh... not his setup bailey let him let him let him cook <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I hate it. I hate it here. <laughs> Just go. <Wow. laughs> it's only Ron Francis, Sebastian Ajo, Eric Stahl, Kevin Dinan, and Rod Burnamore produced more points than Tampa Terravine, in which he has 377 points through their first 500 games with the franchise in Bailey. What about Tampa Terravine? <laughs> is the other stat. <laughs> Oh god. So in the 18 er, in 18 games, Turbo has had 10 goals, which isn't something that you'd think we'd be saying given the performance we saw out of him last season. Mm-hmm. Um the the kid see or I shouldn't call him a kid because he's a few years older than me, but um <laughs> he the confidence that he holds now on the ice, the finesse that he moves with the, he, he looks so much more like himself. Um, You're, you're seeing him take the rockets that we, huh? He's shooting, but his passes aren't suffering. His passes are still so crisp. Oh, so amazing. And it's sense of who's on the ice with him. Absolutely. Awareness is something that I've always admired about him as a hockey player, but he's starting to take those rocket shots that we saw two seasons ago. Um, you, you see it like the, the, that's the one big thing that I remember seeing out of him when he first got here was he could take a heck of a snipe. Um, you're seeing that paired with his passing, not only improving, but that telepathy it continuing with his uh, teammates, you're seeing the chemistry come out, not only with the Finns, but it, like he, he gets along with everybody and you, you can see how that translates to his on ice play. And it's something that is really, really nice to see, especially with, I believe he's moving into free agency after the season. No. Yes. So it's something it, you tend to see this with players who start getting into this little period of time where they're going to start looking for a paycheck. And so you, you see that performance skyrocket a little bit. And I think that's kind of what's happening here a little bit. So he he's making a case for himself, which props to him. He absolutely deserves it. Um, has played a stellar season so far. 
No, hundred percent. Yeah, he's he's been absolutely on fire, and you love to see it from. And the fact that too that he scored his goal in recently, well, scored a goal recently, but then also with the assist to Kokaniemi's goal, which was part of the '80s line, because it's always good when you get Tabo, you know, Kokaniemi and Martin Nietzsche's together for the '80s. Like that's mm-hmm. another great line combo. Like you can't go wrong with that. Yep. So. Um, so this is a stat from Kane Statbrand that I found very, very interesting. I think you both would find this interesting too. Jalen Sheffield and Dimitri Orlov in the last four games. 57 <laughs> minutes and 13 seconds of time on ice. Their Corsi score, 76 to 34, which is 69.1%. They are on the ice goals for four. On ice goals against zero. They're uh, they're by goals for. They're their expected goals for three point three seven. Their expected goals against point nine four. Oh, and and against Philadelphia, which we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, for the fact that they were all they were also the two best metric scored players. On the Hurricanes that night it's, against Philly, it's, it's almost like it's almost stats like don't lie. Put them together from the start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I feel like I'm hearing myself rant about this for weeks. <laughs> puck, 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 and stats and, don't. And lie. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. But look at us. I we're winning games, and it doesn't matter if we have a little bit of help on the power play. Doesn't matter if we have the power play to win games because we are a better 5v5 team than most teams in the damn league. And you do that, you do well. I don't care if you have two minutes of extra little bit of help. Mm-hmm. The rest of the game matters a whole lot more than a little bit of special teams. Especially with the way that we take penalties too. How often is it going to be that the power play is more detrimental than the and despite us not in the last couple games, despite us not doing the power play, we try to anyway. Despite us, despite us not scoring on it, we've had really good looks at it. Absolutely, really good looks. Oh yeah. So no. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, if, <laughs> if if you see it from what Mike and Tripp say on on the calls, or you got, um, you know, Corey Lavalette talk about it, or Walt, or you know anyone else like that. They're saying that the Hurricanes have had good chances in the power play. Yeah, it's I mean it's still top ten. It wasn't you know eight. It's it wasn't eighth or seventh like it was before. And I'm sorry, I don't know if we'll ever see the Hurricanes at thirty. When the Hurricanes at thirty, I'm gonna be that's okay. Just, they're just not the team that's gonna ever really be. I don't think they're ever gonna really be a power play team. We value defense so much that I don't. Yeah, know we're, not gonna, be be we're not gonna be Tampa. We're not gonna be Tampa. That other teams are. But also, I mean, Tampa with that great power play, look at them in the standings right now. Even if you have a really great power play, you look at the Oilers, they have a good power play. <laughs> the rest of the team just stinks. And, and that's what I'm saying. Bad. Like special Their teams, like we can bad. say, yeah, special teams can win games. They can, especially if the if when the refs decide that they want to make the game all about themselves. But I Unless think I stick to the. I like the saying that defense wins games. Personally, I, I like mean, they that win championships. Like more. 
and they there's more defense in games than there is a couple of penalties here and there. And honestly, again, we're going to be on the PK probably more than the power play most of the time. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, if you look at the if you look at the game on Tuesday against Philadelphia, the Hurricanes did have a 11 seconds worth of a five on three. Had a couple chances, didn't really go their way. I mean. It is what it is. So, I mean, at this point, it's like if we get a power play goal, that's great. You know, we're still top 10 like everyone wanted. But, yeah, we're not going to be 31% or anything. That's just insane. Um, So this Flyers game, though, on Tuesday night, it was good to see the Hurricanes built off the momentum from the Columbus game. You know, they didn't do what they've done earlier this month of November where they would win and then lose in a not-so-great way after a win. So at least it was good to see that the Hurricanes got another win right after. And the way they did it too was actually pretty amazing. Um, how about Michael Bunting getting his own rebound to score the first goal of the game in the first period? I mean, right place, right time, I guess, right? Absolutely. <laughs> no, can't be upset about that. Dmitry Orlov back on the score sheet. Seventh assist. He's, he's, he's sneaky. He's sneaky. Seven sneaky assists this year for him. So, I mean, can't go wrong with that. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, you know, you know, Sebastian Ajo, 13, his 13th assist. You know, no big deal. No, no big deal. biggie. Um, now, the one goal that Kachekov did give up, I mean, that's, that's not on him. We're like, what are, you, what are you supposed to do with that? I mean, it was a great it was a great shot by Konechny, but come on, he, cher- he cherry-picked. He, he cherry-picked that goal. If you look at the replay, it's like, he, he's... It might have been a change, and he just got lucky where he came out on the bench at. But no one saw him. He was all by himself at that point. Like where are you he supposed was, to yeah. Like where are you? Sorry, supposed I had to, to go back it? and watch it. Yeah, I don't know if it's a full-on cherry pick, but it's it's borderline. It's a it's kind of, I don't know if, like I said he could have came off the bench, and that's where he just got lucky at. But I mean, what are you they, really supposed to do with that? But that was planned. That yeah. that's something that you. You're trained at that point to sit there and look for the mistake passes. And at that point, you've got a guy who you want to camp at that point. All the way there, all the way pretty much at the other team's blue line further to to go and get those goals like that. Because with a team like this, who you're having that much success in the beginning of the season, you're learning what to do against better teams. Absolutely deserved goal. No, no, it was definitely deserved. Like I said, a lot of credit to Travis Connecting. Good goal. Feel bad for Piotr. He was having a good shutout that night, but is what it is. That was his 12th of the year in Forrester. Whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm just waiting for Sam to give me and you barely so much trash because we picked a Sam, fire. I'm sitting here complimenting your team. I don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> We talk so much crap in our predictions, and it's like, oh, yeah, they're just third in the Metro. No big deal. And it's like, cool, great, fantastic. <laughs> Woo. It's still, hey, there's still 62 games left in the season because it's an 82-game regular season in the NHL, which – One more time for the people in the back. Oh, it's 82, which is so many games. Um, <laughs> so it's all right. Uh, and then Brandon Lemieux. It was a buy one get one free rebound night for some goals because his was also a <laughs> rebound goal. So 
Hey, I you know what? It. Hey, you got to get the BOGO, man. And I guess rebounds were on sale this night. So he got his second of the season. And you know what's funny, though, too, Bailey? I tweeted this out. You might have seen a few other people talk about it, too, in cat. Um, both of his goals this year against former teams. Against that he played, his former teams, yep. That he, that he played with last season. LA Kings, <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers. Brendan Lemieux just loves the revenge goals against former teams. And, of course, it had, both those goals had to be against those guys. I will say, after this game, there, there was an interview that Lemieux gave that earned a lot of my respect um, in saying that he, he hasn't played all that many games this season, uh, as, as he, most of you he, well know. He, his last game was November 4th. So he's been, so it's he, been, he, he, it's been almost a month. month. Yes. Yeah. Despite that, he his spirits are higher than I would expect most players in his position to have. Um, he had so many good things to say about Rod Brindamore in the game and the system that he runs. Yeah. Um, praising it to high heavens. And I will say Lemieux earned a lot more of my respect with this. And I, I was happy to see that he got his good comeuppance coming to him with or during this game. Yeah. Um, great goal, great way to step in and be ready. Yeah, like that's, like, that's what I'll that's all I'll say on that. Yeah, it was. Oh, Kat, it was you're it was, muted. Yeah, was, I'm sorry. I've given Lemieux a lot of flack. Um, but I will say this interview did give me a, a lot more respect for him. Um, because for a guy like that, who is, he is always going to be probably the odd man out. Um, but he, to take the opportunities and then to just kind of go at it and say, I'm going to take any of the opportunity I get. And I know, but I know that I'm going to get the great coach putting me through like the, what my role is on this team. Um, just to hear a guy say that when you have, and uh, we have to bring him up for the second time on this podcast, but then you have a guy like Hala on the team who had a whole lot more opportunity, but just honestly spoiled it. I mean, I have a lot more respect for Lemieux just because like, this is a guy that knows he's not going to go to play as much, but he knows what the support system he has. So yeah. I, yeah, I, that interview, I was love to hear it. And then that, again, it's just another testament to rod all the way oh, yeah. i think he's he's that 13th forward that you're that you're glad to have on the team like he he understands he's not going to play every night he gets it but he's going to do what he he's going to do what he can to help you be a more a locker room presence i guess you know just kind of you know being a guy you know just have fun with the team and then it's you know, nice we, we, it's nice knowing that you have guys like him who have that next man up. I'm going to do everything I can. Kind of especially at the last me. minute too. Yeah. Cause oh, absolutely. Svesh was a last minute, like scratch. Which, and, like, well and wishes like, to right, him. I go. hope he feels yeah. better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where you're glad to see he came in last minute, scores a rebound goal, makes it to nothing. Um, and then Seth Jarvis, I mean, can we talk about this goal for a minute? I all I'll say is the minute that I traded him to you in fantasy. Yes. Is the minute that he started popping off. So all I'm gonna say is you're welcome. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna say I I didn't give you a yes or no on that trade, and I feel really good. 
Hey, you know what? Trading I you, trading, bad if I trading UC Soros for uh, Seth Jarvis for one for one was a absolute great deal. Not upset about it because he has been he's been one of my best players outside of you know Frank Vetrano and Leon Dreisaitl. But you know that's I'm hoping good. that the advice I got from my friend starts to pan out because <laughs> there, there's a reason I did this trade, and if it doesn't work out the way that I I'm hoping it does. I'm going to be so mad at myself. Oh, basically, I just fleeced you for well, Seth Jarvis for nothing. I'm hoping it turns out to not be a fleece later down the road, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but no, but honestly, this goal, but the fact of the wheels this kid has, it's we talk about how fast, you know, Martin Nietzsche is, Andrei Svechnikov, okay, Jalen Chatfield, Jordan Martinuk. Okay, <laughs> but Seth Jarvis, like the absolute wheels he had on that, and the fact that he just like, you know what, I'm just gonna put a shot on that and see what happens. Because you know what they uh, say? The, yeah, it Good. literally just banked off, <laughs> banked uh, off, off the, the pads, off the, off the bottom of the pad inside of Carter Hart's skin. Goes okay, that you know is what? a hail mary shot if I've ever seen one. Hey, you know what? Hey, put the pucks on that. Good things happen. You know, you you, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Seth Jar- Seth Thanks, Jarvis. Wayne. <laughs> uh, also Michael Scott. Um, but yeah, put the shot on net, goes off the inside of the skate, and it's now 3-1. Kind of it's the dagger almost ices it. I mean, Sebastian Ajo gets a second assist. You know, Michael Bunting gets an assist as well. I want to say this though, Seth Jarvis got multi-assists in the uh Columbus game. He actually had two assists that game. Good for him. Uh, and then just because it's just Barry Cock, you know, just Barry Cock and you mean one to, you know, just be like, not so fast, best friend. <laughs> I also should <laughs> score this game. And he did for his eighth On of an season. empty netter. How, how grand. Hey, they, hey, they don't say how, they say how many. <laughs> That's all that really matters. Back to back games for him. You know, Jules is loving it. To see, to see oh, her yeah. guy scoring back to back games. Which it's it's well deserved too. The grind that Kokaniemi's been on this year, um, he so far, has been, been on it. He's really impressive. It, it, you're you're seeing a different side of him that we kind of started to see a little bit last well, season. That, that second half was absolutely stupid. But he that's what I'm saying. You're seeing that, that almost essentially what I I think is on crack this year. Yeah, like like his game has stepped up so much because that's what happens when you give a guy who's got potential. Hey, here you're, we're gonna make you the second line center, take it and run. We saw in the second half of last year, almost a point per game guy comes into this season, dang near leads the team for a good like what almost a month. Mm-hmm. You know, smashing Aho decided, you know, hey, you know what? I remember that hockey. I'm gonna take <laughs> over that. Take over that. But still, man's like, hey, I'm awake now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, wait, I got that contract extension. Uh, all right, let me warm up a little bit and just goes off. But Piotr Kachekov, we talked about last game and he had like an over a nine save percentage. Uh, how about this for you? One goal allowed, 29 saves, no big deal, 0.966 save percentage. But I will say, though, he has to credit Tavo Taravainen for one of those assists because, oh, my goodness, if you want to talk about saving the bacon. Did you, Bailey, did you see the the 
that highlight of Tabo going like, hey, I want to play goalie real quick and just hits it off the line. I did, yeah. The real seventh defender. The real seventh <laughs> The real seventh defender, What, yeah. what was the, the tweet that I saw? Uh Kachetkov and Tabo had <laughs> how many how many saves that game? <laughs> 27 combined. 20. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. Uh, that was just amazing. Um, so real quick before we go into our last stat thing, I want to bring up points, a points update for the team right now. After 21 games. So Sebastian Ajo does lead the team with 19 points in the 18 games he has played. So he is over a point per game this year. Um, five goals, 14 assists. Seth Jarvis is second on the team with 18 points, nine goals, nine assists. Tim Otervine is at 16. Just very quick, Miami with 15. And then Michael Bunting, Martin Nietzsche, and Brady Shea all tied with 14. There you go. That was just very quick, Miami, though. Eight goals. Just no big deal. Eight <laughs> goals. Just yeah. eight goals. You know, second. Casually. On the, casually. Yeah, just a casual eight goals, third on the team, you know, behind Seth Jarvis with nine. You know, Tampa Terravina with 10, no big deal. Uh, assists Sebastian Aja with 14, Brady Shea with 11. Hey, I'm just saying, and then plus minus the guy who's in first is double the guy who's in second place in plus minus. Brady Shea and Brent Burns are both at plus five. I don't think anyone's gonna be shocked by who's number one, Jacob Slavin. Plus 10, no big deal. Just a well, casual I, plus 10. I mean, I, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, I know he was going to be the one with the top, um, but I wouldn't. So you said Burns and Shea are tied for second? Yes, with five. Who's third? Uh, oh, give so me sorry, one. did I? Did I? <laughs> sorry, He's I know you didn't have up. all of it. I was going to say, hey. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Quickie was on this list because he's been very consistent um well if you if you go check the amazing carolina hurricanes app on your ios and android you know just a casual you know go go download it's amazing it's the nhl app who no hurricanes app that's all you need uh sebastian aho with four steph nason with four brett, uh, brett pesci with three chatfield two uh jesper faust plus two mm-hmm. so he's actually a little bit farther down um, we're not gonna we're not gonna mention the um the very bottom the one of the that's minuses. the lowest of the low, the opposite of one, Mister Jacobs. <laughs> uh, well, one of them is a Ford, who's is at a minus ten. I know exactly which Ford it is. You don't want to know what Ford it is, Zach. <laughs> oh, I know what Ford it is, and I don't. And I, don't think I know, about... but you don't want to talk about what Ford it is. <laughs> I don't think the president. We all know what Ford it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't think the. the and it's pre- not Lemieux. <laughs> yeah, He's I'm, only played very few games. <laughs> he has played nine games this year. He's a minus one. Um, no, I don't think the president and founder in of this guy's club, <clears throat> Josh. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, <sighs> that guy is a minus ten. Yeesh. I, 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 I will it's not, say, it's not because I know end. Josh and I know Zach will have words, I'm still expecting more from this player. I am. Oh, besides, yeah. besides, can, can, besides we stop, can we stop skirting around who it is? Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's Martin Natchez. <laughs> Let, let's it's, stop with that. Well, the next thing I was going to say is, you would easily tell, you would easily going to tell who I was talking about. I, 
besides his overtime accomplishments, I have not seen what I should see from him, honestly. Mm-mm. The no. the turnovers are bad right now. Mm-hmm. Very bad. That drop I, pass has his to stop. Skill, his skill is great. Get through two guys, find the pass. Because you're getting through two guys and thinking you can take on the next four. And it's mm-hmm. not working. It's you're not Connor McDavid. Me, <laughs> he he's just gotta simplify his game. Yeah. That that's and, it, and, in, at the end of the day what it comes yeah. down to. And I clearly I could clearly see the last couple of games is he was trying very hard to help set, set up Svetch multiple times. But after a while, you gotta trust it's gonna come to Svetch when it comes to him and take the dang don't, shot. Yeah, don't don't force it. Don't force don't it. Don't just it's, create it. Like it, I mean like, the game's like a fast set it up for a reason. Perfectly. Aho yeah. said it perfectly. Aho wasn't trying out of his way, but he was like, I know this guy's here and he can take that shot. And he did. I respect that Natchez was looking to help out his teammate, but I also am like, you got to step it up yourself. Mm-hmm. Overtime goals are great. They are not all the things that you need to be focused on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the last stat stuff we got to talk about, we have to talk with this guy because he is He's on a heater right now. Billy didn't mention him is this a the last? Ago. Is this the last stats thing? Is it Zach? <laughs> <laughs> Who did I mention a little bit ago, Zach? <laughs> One, Mister Seth Jarvis. Uh, in his last five games, he's had eight points. You know, just a casual four goals, four assists. No big deal. The Hurricanes call him a whiz kid. I think it's the power of the stash, honestly. The stash. Hey, well, I mean, that... hey, when you can't rely on the mullet, the stash is the next man up. I, hey, may, hey, maybe yeah. it's the power of the stash and the mullet. I mean, it's a good combo. Maybe the maybe the if, stash mullet's the way to go for Seth Jarvis. If He's you got have his powers. not seen the video that they played at the game that is now circulating around where some child has drawn a photo of Jarvis and everyone on the team is cracking Jordan Stahl's reaction is my favorite. Everyone is is like, oh my gosh, who did this? Who is this and who did this to him? And most of them (laughs) guessed it right. I've never seen, I haven't seen, so Jarvis has been partnered with Stahl in a couple videos now. And if you want to see, you talk about our captain being very stoic and very serious. If you oh, want to see God. some real personality from Jordan Saul, put him in a room with Jarvis, and it's hilarious. Like, Jarvis just apparently pulls this out of everyone, but he said, look at how dumb that face is. It must be Jarvis. <laughs> and then poor, the only one that didn't guess it correctly was Tavo. But the moment Tavo saw who it was supposed to be, just he, he just died laughing. Like it's the, the best. The fact that everyone was like, "This has to be Jarvis." And if you that, see like what the picture is, it's like such an insult, but also like YouTube version. I'll put it ball. up here. Oh my gosh! I think that's so. I think that's the most animated we've seen. Tavo Terra Vinen. And the giggles at the end of the video. Oh my gosh! It's just. Seth Jarvis, he's just a national tra- – he's just – he's a gift that keeps on giving. And he, Honestly, he's – if if we didn't have enough personality on this team with Jordan Martineau, <laughs> Seth Jarvis is the next man up. <laughs> oh, 100 
you know what though? I'm just I'm just waiting for that contract extension to get announced because he is a he's a restricted free agent. He's not going anywhere. Like, let's be honest. No. We're just waiting for the term. How many years is it? How much is it gonna be? You know what? Give him eight years. He's twenty, he's twenty-one. Give him eight years. Screw it. <laughs> He'll be twenty-nine by the contract ends. Just give him another contract at that point. Just give him his eight. Yep. Pa- just pair just pair him with KK for the next forever and same with Honestly, Sebastian yeah. Ajo. <laughs> just just give him like I joke, I joke like I'll give him like you know a three-year deal. He'll be 25 at he'll be like 24, 25. Then give him that big extension like Ajo. <laughs> Screw it. Just give him eight years. Just get it over with at this point. He's gonna be a Carolina Hurricane his whole career. Like, what are we waiting for? Like, what are we doing here? Like, come on. All right. All right. Well, this, I'm looking forward. We'll to wrap up the episode. Then we had a lot more to talk about than we thought. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see him in, in uh, the game. I guess today coming up. Aren't you Zach in person? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, very much excited to be up in Raleigh uh, tonight. Um, you know, first game is press. It's going to be weird. <laughs> Not going to lie. Just, you know, so used to going there as a fan. Now going there as media. So it's going to be an experience, but I'm really excited for that. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. But then we'll wrap up this episode. Uh, before we go, guys, make sure to check out the Hockey Podcast Network. It's a great place if you want to just listen to us or maybe want to listen to another podcast and other teams just to keep up with what's going on around the league. Uh, make sure you go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. If you go to the podcast page um, on there, it'll have all the shows that are covering every single hockey team. Um, we have a lot of great ones. Just got, We got a lot more recently just, that just joined the network. Um, not all of it's even NHL. We also got some, you know, a, uh, AHL type stuff. We got, you know, a lot of different niche things too. Terry Ryan from Shoresy's got a podcast with the network, which is actually really good. So make sure to check that out. Um, but yeah, hockeypodcastnetwork.com. They're a great group over there. They do, they do a lot of great giveaways too. And I'm also really excited to announce though, we are doing a live stream on the 9th of December for the Calgary Flames game, we're going to be joined by, I guess you would say our boss, Kyle's going to be joining us. So we're very Yay. excited. We're going to have Boss Man be joining us for our live stream. And he's actually going to be recording an episode with us on the 8th, too. So that's Wait. very ex- – or oh. the 7th, sir. No, we're-, we're recording with him on the 6th, and the live is on the 7th. Thank right? you. Yes. <laughs> Please All don't bring on the shot at this point. We won't be no no, we won't be doing it then. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a long day. Yes. It's my birthday weekend, Zach. I was like, oh heck no, that's wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. Either way. But yeah, tune in because I'm gonna roast the shit out of Kyle. <laughs> well, you know, I'll send this clip over to Kyle I'll be like, hey, just so you know, just for your so forewarned. Yeah. No, he's not he's already why do you need to send him anything? He's hundred percent aware of what he's gotten himself into. I mean, we are we are recording an episode with him the night before. We actually do the live stream, so yeah, that does make sense. But if you do want to watch that live stream, we will be dropping links for it. It will be on the Hockey Podcast Network's YouTube channel, uh, where you can actually do a live chat on there as well. So if you want to come live chat with us while you're watching the game, why not? Why not? It's gonna be fun to do that as well. Um, Bailey, I think there was something you wanted to announce uh, before Y'all, we got thanks. out of here. 
thanks for sticking with us through this whirlwind of an episode. Actually, not a whirlwind. It was a lot longer than we expected. But hey, thanks for still being here. Um, For you guys uh, who had us, again, in your Spotify wrapped for 2023, we have a giveaway to announce. Woo. So... After this episode drops, keep an eye on the Surgecast Twitter. Uh, we are going to be dropping a tweet. What I want you guys to do is have your screenshots ready of your Spotify wrapped with the Surgecast on it. Go ahead and drop that screenshot in the reply of that tweet. You guys will be entered for Zach. Do you want to let them know what they might be winning? You will be winning a gift card to the NHL store. So if you guys are, are looking for, you know, jerseys of your own for the holiday season, a little, little bit of a, a gift card to kind of help your purchase or anything along the lines of hockey gear on the NHL shop. Hopefully it's Hurricanes related, but hey, after you get the gift card, we can't dictate what you do with it. But if you guys want that gift card, be sure again to drop the screenshots of the Surgecast in your Spotify wrapped for 2023. You guys will be entered to win aid and NHL shop gift card um if you guys have any questions feel free to reach out to us but again just look out for that tweet after this episode drops tonight or today yeah so yeah make sure to check that out it might be a week it might be a little bit longer i guess it all depends on if you guys are paying attention if you listen to this episode and then check out said tweet later on in the day but very excited for that and uh we might be doing another giveaway after that one too But that's all I'm going to say about that. So, <laughs> I guess you really got, I guess people just really got to pay attention to the search cast on Twitter. Which, by the way, uh, Bailey, where can people find the po- find the podcast on the socials? You can find the podcast at the Surge Cast on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're a lot more lively on Twitter, though. I promise you. Uh, again, at the Surge Cast. If you want to find us on YouTube, I run things over on the YouTube side. So if you're watching this, hi, hello, how you doing? Uh, be sure to hit that big red subscribe button down below. Leave a comment down below. What was your favorite moment of 2023? We'll go ahead and get into that now. Um, be sure to hit that like button down below and turn on that bell notification icon so you never miss an episode. In all of our socials, whether it's X, Instagram, or YouTube, we've got link trees in our bios so you can find out where to listen to the podcast anywhere, where to follow all of us as well. Kat, yes, where can people find you on your socials? Yeah, you can find me on Twix at Kaniac Chick. And then if you are over on the TikTok sensation that's sweeping the nation, <laughs> Uh, it's KP Hunter 74. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe I that. I, you, can, I can't. you can keep reacting this way. I'm not going to stop saying it. So you might as well take a chill pill and go along with it. Better. Oh, God. If you want to follow me on my socials, it's Bailey Curtis over on Twitter. Bailey Lynn Curtis over on Instagram. Zach, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at OneSureZach. That's OneSureZach. It's actually spelled out. It's not the number itself. Uh, Instagram side of things, it's ZachRMartin22. More of the hobby type stuff, D&D, all that good stuff, music as well. Um, if you want to find where I write my articles, I actually have my own personal link tree now in my bio on um, X. If you want to go check that out as well, you can find where you can listen to the podcast, and like I said, also find my writing where I cover the Charlotte Checkers for AHL News Now. Uh, was there actually last Friday for the Black Friday game against the Lucky Grand Penguins? 
great game, great win. Um, if you want to go check that out, if you want to check out the Hurricanes articles that I've been doing uh, so far this season um, over at the Hawkers, go check that out as well. I'm really excited for you know to keep doing that. And glad everyone's enjoying the articles from what I can tell. And uh, yeah, very excited to do my first uh, game in person for the hockey writers as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun uh, doing that as well. Yeah. So yeah, check me out over there um, and stuff like that. I know Miss Curtis, I know you got more news coming soon on the writing side of things. So very excited to hear when that actually officially drops. Just waiting on some final pieces on my end to kind of calm down, but look out for that news here soon. Yes. Make sure to go do that as well for Bailey, whenever that does get finalized, but yep. Check me out. AHL news now, hockey writers for you know AHL and NHL because <laughs> hockey, hockey, and more hockey. Who can, I mean, <laughs> who, who I mean, you can never have too much hockey, but that's just me. never, no, never. But until next week when we actually announce some other giveaways and maybe a winner, I don't know. I, don't know. I guess we'll see when we get to that point. But until then, for season three, episode 24, this was officially episode 23 of our third season here at the search cast episode 102 i'm zach i'm bailey i'm kat and we'll see you here next time at the search cast happy birthday dad (laughs) (laughs) happy birthday catfish (laughs) back